I like try not to like get all freaked out about this because it's like I can literally edit all of this out that I'm doing right now. Um, okay, so <laughs> all right, welcome to Screaming in Non-Binary, where we are going to do just that. I am M. I am non-binary, and I am learning to stab people for a living. What about you? I'm Aladdin Firm. I'm also non-binary. I am a trained actor, singer, tap dancer, a baby draglesque performer, and can often be found somewhere between the sex shop and the crematorium. Yes! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the media. <laughs> I, I love being able to take something that was stupid that happened and create a brand out of it. Love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was talking to another friend of mine who also identifies as non-binary, but I said something like, dang, we're really living inside a Hard Times article. And they were like, right, but like if the Hard Times existed within the New York Times. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and I was like, right, and some reductress articles sprinkled in, and they were like, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. All right, so like we said, we're both non-binary, and that's basically going to be the view frame through which we are going to be speaking about different topics that are happening in the world, things that are happening with us, basically whatever we want to talk about. So we're going to define non-binary right now. So trans equality says the idea that there are only two genders is sometimes called the gender binary it's always called the gender binary because binary <laughs> means having two parts male and female in this instance therefore non-binary is one term people use to describe genders that don't fall into one of these two categories male or female destroy the binary yes what does non-binary mean for you aladdin non-binary i mean i agree that it it is hmm you know what let me let me start from the top of my own because now all the gears are turning the thing with non-binary for me is you know uh, i do often present very femme but my entire upbringing i was always seen as a tomboy and it's interesting now because there's this thing kind of that people identify as being femboys and even though I grew up as a tomboy. Now people are like, oh, so you're kind of a femboy. What? That's a whole, <laughs> we'll get there. That's a whole, like, I feel like I'm jumping ahead, like, seven topics. But to me, it is not only, a lot of people like to describe it as the gray area between male and female. And then some people are like, no, it's entirely outside of it. And I like both of those viewpoints. I, I'm very binary in liking both of those viewpoints because I love to, especially, you know, just starting to do drag lask, pulling from things that are typically seen as masculine or typically seen as feminine and incorporating both of them into, I don't know, how I dress, how I do my makeup, how I do my hair. For those of you, because you cannot see us, I have a shaved head, but when I do my drag lask, uh, I, I'm a Bowie-inspired drag lask performer, so I often wear the David Bowie, like, red mullet wig. But right now my head is shaved, which is, you know, considered kind of 
mask in a way, but I also have it dyed and like leopard print and it's pink and red, which are typically seen as being feminine colors. I don't know. It's, it's such a complicated, I mean, and that's why we've dedicated a whole podcast to it is such a complex thing. I don't think it's hard for me to describe because people in my experience have been like well women are this way and men are this way and then if you are neither of those you're not binary where it's like but there are so many there's a whole spectrum in what a woman is there's a whole spectrum in what a man is and then so just because you're like a more feminine man doesn't mean that you're not a man anymore and that you're non-binary or whatever you can still identify as that and that's the whole Wow. I'm really glad we've dedicated a whole podcast <laughs> to this because I I am just having so many thoughts and feelings. I just never felt comfy identifying with woman. It just feels un it weird to me and I didn't know for a long time like why I felt that way. I mean, we'll get into this later because I want to hand it over to you, but I grew up in a very liberal household, but ended up going to Catholic school so and grew up at a dance studio so those gender binaries are just like really really hammered into your head in in a dance environment where there's the boy part and the girl part and the boys partner with the girls and the girls do these kinds of moves and the guys do these kinds of moves and la 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 and then of course Catholic school which we'll get into the politics of that later <laughs> but yeah I don't know I'll hand it over to you I just monologued for it's a long all time good. that's what this is for for me non-binary is it's it, it's kind of yeah I agree that it can be it can be seen as both like it's either the gray area between the two binaries or it can be something where you're like I completely reject any sort of binary any sort of idea that is projected onto me and I'm just me Mm. like I know I know and like Mm. there's a lot of people that like labels because they give it gives them affirmation in their identity and then there are other people that don't like labels and for them like non-binary is I am not labeled and you cannot label me because I am who I am I identify as non-binary or I am non-binary and identification is something that only you can give to yourself which I love and I I have to remind myself of that a lot because it's like I sometimes like feel weird especially being in the tattoo arena of work which Mm. stabbing people for a living equals tattoo artists if you haven't figured that out yet (laughs) (laughs) Um, being able to identify as whatever I want to identify is really nice because like especially like I said like within the tattoo community everything is very binary it's very much like there are very few queer people who are successful or out there even within the tattoo community so it's just like I am deciding Mm -hmm. who I am within my work within my life how I dress with my gender expression and that goes kind of like back to what you were talking about it's like people where like if you go outside like the strict binary as far as presentation or expression then you're like okay well then is your sexuality difference like no I could be 
you know, I could be a really feminine man, but I am still a man because that is what I identify as. That's what I am. Yes. Um, and also that's the same thing yep. with uh, non-binary people. Like you, you can be a non-binary person and be a Mab and still a, appear very masculine or you can be AFAB, assigned male at birth, assigned female at birth, and still be very feminine. When you are non-binary, you do not owe people androgyny. For me personally, and I know for you yes. as well, androgyny is like awesome. Like that's what we we strive for. Mm-hmm. That's also like a stick it to the man type situation where it's like we're both AFAB, but we do not need to we do not need to be feminine. Or when we are feminine, it's not for the male gaze. It's for ourselves. It's for how we want yes. to. It's yes. something that celebrates ourselves and not for anybody else. Like, if you enjoy it, awesome. Great. Mm-hmm. Leave a tip. But <laughs> if, and that's the but thing. But, like, it's, it's yes. for me. No, Sorry, you're fine. go ahead. It's, it's for me, and, and that's how I identify. I don't really – I like non-binary being just kind of, like, you don't get mm. to figure it out. It's just me. So – and I, yes, oh my gosh, piggybacking off of that statement right there. And that's the thing is, I think there is this societal pressure to figure it out for other people to figure it out and for us to figure figure it out with big, big air quotes around it for ourselves. And I reject that idea entirely. Why do you have to figure it out? I think it's so much more interesting, so much more exciting to just constantly be discovering. Like, that is exactly what in, I'm going to, this is like me getting like all existential already, but this life is too goddamn short to take it that goddamn seriously. There are so many things happening in this world that are, so serious so tragic that do not have to be fucking happening like it does not have to be that way you know what i mean and one of them is gendered violence and violence being in any type not just physical it can be mental and emotional as well towards people because of their identification and what why when you could just constantly be discovering wow, this is the way in which I feel like a man and this is the way in which I feel like a woman or the way I feel non-binary or genderqueer or whatever other identifier, people who do identify as being specifically androgynous, whatever, just constantly be discovering that all the time. And if you do discover that you are AMAB and you identify as a man and you identify as being really, really masculine, nobody is telling you to not be that way do it fuck it fuck it up like be a manly man with you know be I don't know a jock or whatever don't be a shithead like Mm -hmm. that's (laughs) I think well we can get into toxic masculinity and uh, and honestly I think there's toxic femininity as well but it's because that was uh placed on on those of us who are who are afab or who are femme because of the male gaze but yeah i when you and you were saying that you and i we do kind of strive for androgyny that's just 
you know, how I love to present. But yes, other non-binary people don't owe you that at all if they don't want to. Hell, non-binary people do not have to go by they, them. They do not have to go by Zizim Zir if they don't want to. They can still go by she. Like, it's not up to you. Let them, let people do what they want. (laughs) I mean, I'm preaching to the choir. No, I, I agree. Like, it's just people get annoyed or angry about other people's identifications because they cannot control it or it's awkward. So if you are non-binary and they're like, now I have to like figure out your pronouns if you decide to choose different pronouns than the one you were assigned at birth. And it's like, okay, then if you don't, if it's so uncomfortable for you, don't hang out with me. (laughs) And if I... Do not refer to me. Do not refer to me. You can also use... This is the thing. I also... uh, So I fucking love Raja. Raja is a drag queen, has been on RuPaul's Drag Race, but has been around since forever iconic raja mm-hmm. just likes to be referred to as raja raja doesn't have pronouns raja is just referred to as raja this is yes. raja's car i have a friend i have a friend who i, I will not out this person on on this mm-hmm. podcast because i don't i don't know if they this person would want me to but they just go by their name like that it and i will admit it's difficult to adjust to mm-hmm. that way of referring to somebody because that mode that medium that's not the word I'm looking for that just that way of doing things is not typical I get it but I try (laughs) out of respect for that person that's all we're really asking for just try yeah like it like I get it just try it like especially if you've had any sort of fucking English or you know or any sort of class in college or even in high school it's like you were hammered into like you write this way you refer to people this way don't use their name over and over again so like especially for somebody like Raja or your friend where they're like I don't want to be referred to as he him they just call me Raja Raja's car Raja's clothes you know your person's you know whatever it's weird because we've been hammered into our head like this is how you write a paper and therefore this is how you speak and it's just like yes and Mm -hmm. like somebody came to me and was just like this is they were very ill-informed and they're like they them isn't even correct i was like it's actually in like the merriam-webster dictionary because they were trying to refer to like like an english class they took or that they taught or something like that i don't know they had some sort of like authority in the in that and i was like actually no (laughs) you're wrong so yeah my uh, oh we're gonna get spicy first episode my parents do that and my parents are writers (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) anyway (laughs) my folks i love them sorry mom and dad they both used to be journalists uh they're both they're both uh writers for a living they they had corporate jobs uh they're both retired now so i don't have to worry about this getting back to them (laughs) haha but they tried to do that to me and they were like that's not even correct and I was like yes Yes, it is and the way that I tried to explain it to them and I at this point I think they just they're not doing it because they're intentionally being I don't know sometimes my sorry mom is intentionally obtuse Mm -hmm. and which is really 
frustrating and is on the low end of gender violence, but is still gender violence, in my humble opinion. Anyway, the way I tried to explain it was, okay, say you're, I don't know, very Michigan example, driving in your car and somebody cuts you off on Southfield Freeway, (laughs) a very common occurrence, and you don't know the gender of the person who cut you off. Now, assuming you're not super road ragey and you're not swearing, you would probably say something like, hey, they just cut me off. Yep, yep, you would. They just cut me off. I mean, I know a lot of people say, like, that guy, I say that guy, even though I'm trying to, like, shift out of saying stuff like that but yeah they just cut me off and my folks changed the subject um, <laughs> i tried yeah. i really did yeah i mean that's um, all you can or do like, sometimes hey yeah right or like oh no someone's like somebody left their bag here what yeah they left their bag here yeah yeah it's crazy know. how people don't think about the fact that like you you use non-gendered language a lot but then when it comes to like actually respecting somebody's pronouns or their identity it's like oh like I always think about like the com- the comparison to like somebody saying oh my god what a cute little girl dog and then the person's like oh my uh they're not a girl they're a boy they're like oh my god I'm so sorry he's so handsome like you can click you can switch that fast for a dog, you can do that for non-binary folks. You can do that for trans folks. You can do that for anybody that does not yep. subscribe to the the two-gender binary. Like, Yep. And that's the weird thing about my family is they will respect somebody's name change. but And that's the other way I relate it is like, you know, I always knew kids grew up growing up who did not go by their first name. They went by a nickname or they went by their middle name. I go by multiple names just because it's like I don't really give a shit what people call me as long as you're not being mean. But, you know, like I knew people who went by their middle name and they would say like, hey, you know, don't call me that. Call me by my middle name, please. And people are like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. It's not hard um, it's like having a nickname, in my opinion. You just, hey, I don't like being called. Some people just don't like being called by their government name, yeah. bro. Like, some people would rather be called Beans. Like, it's cool. <laughs> uh, like, I know a lot of people with weird-ass nicknames, yeah. and, like, I think it's, honestly, it's fun. Again, life's too short. Just be called whatever you're comfy with yeah i don't know just like apologize if you also just apologize if you if you use the wrong name and then just move forward don't like make it a big scene just say oh i'm sorry this person and then keep going and the weird thing is too i i don't know if anybody else has had this experience this is an odd experience for me is that like my family they understand gay Mm -hmm. and straight they understand cis and trans but they do not understand bisexual pansexual and non-binary and genderqueer it's so they're binary in that sense which is very weird to me i really don't get it like they're like yeah trans people should have rights and they should be able to transition if they want to you know or not if they don't want to and gay couples should be allowed to you know have get married and have adoption rights and etc etc like their partners they can do that and i'm like yes thank you but then they're like not binary don't get it 
doesn't make it doesn't make sense how do you get trans but not well I so just... for that thing so a trans person if they're becoming either a trans woman or a trans man that's still within the binary they can figure mm-hmm. that out um and then with gay people they are like well it's still they still project heteronormative ideals onto that because you know like mm-hmm. if it's a if it's a, a gay guy couple then they're like, okay, well, like, one's probably more feminine or one's probably more assertive, that type of thing. And they project heteronormative ideals onto these people. You know, and you see that. That's fair. I mean, oh, sorry, you were saying. I mean, you can see that even with, like, lesbian couples. It's, like, like, especially, like, Mm -hmm. now, like, there's, like, like, a butch one or the lipstick lesbian. Not always, but... When straight right. people think of a gay relationship, right. they're like, okay, well, one person's more assertive or more masculine than the other, or one person is more handy than the That's other. Fair. Which yeah. is why they can, they're like, I don't, it's not for me, but I can understand that. Whereas somebody who's completely right. outside right. of that, like somebody who's non-binary, gender fluid, gender queer, gender fuck, whatever, it's something that's totally outside of their imagination. Which is crazy to me because, especially people who come from Christian religion, you're taking on the idea that there is a God who is three parts, all three separate parts, but still the same being. And while we refer to him as he, Mm -hmm. he doesn't really have gender. He's just over us. And you can accept the fact that there is a God that lets bad things happen to, to people who are less fortunate but you can't understand that somebody doesn't want to identify how they were born. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very much picky choosy because it's like you're putting, you're putting faith in something that you feel, which that's fine. Like I, I still do to a certain extent, right? You're putting something faith in, you're putting faith in something you have not seen, but you're attempting to understand. Like Christians always talk about the fact that it's like, you can never understand God and therefore you and why would you want to understand god because if you understood god there would be no need mm-hmm. for him it's the exact same thing with non-binaryism why you don't have to understand your fellow non-binary person you just have yes. to love them so if you can love god it's, and not understand god yep. you can do that for your friends it's fascinating that you bring that up to me because I mean you know I know that you and I have differences in view on on religion but regardless in a historical context like Christianity was used you know as a Eurocentric view and it wiped out so many indigenous uh, yeah I see you like for those of you can't see M is nodding their head vigorously (laughs) um to to wipe out how many you know different indigenous here in the americas and places in africa where there was the concept of another gender or multiple other genders and those people were often seen as sacred um i'm going to have to find resources on this but i was actually there's this book that i've been reading it's called witch by lisa lister um and it's a book about uh, witchcraft but it's it talks about like the historical context of of pagan rituals etc and how that was how christianity was used to oppress women and witchcraft and the role of being a healer was often for 
women or the people who were outside of that gender binary and how that was yeah used to oppress those people and it's so strange to me because like you said it's the same concept it's the same (laughs) concept of like I don't understand this thing and that's why it's so awesome and beautiful and powerful Mm -hmm. like shit I don't understand shit that's why the world's so cool that's why it's scary Mm -hmm. but I don't know you know what I mean like I don't know. I don't know why we can't accept, like, sometimes I don't know shit about shit, and that's okay, and that's what makes these things so amazing. And, I mean, I don't know, as people, like, we do strive for understanding, but it's when we ascribe such rigid rules to things, and that is where we get in trouble. I don't get why... I don't know. And and maybe I'll contradict myself later. Maybe I'll contradict myself later where it's like, no, it has to be this way because I can get that way. But that's BPD, which we can get into. We can get into that later also. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we can we can do a whole podcast about all of the disorders that we have. That'll be fun. <laughs> Actually, that would be really interesting. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think there are a lot of people... I think there are a lot of people who are gender fucked like we are and have a lot of the same neurodivergences that we do as well. Yeah. I think it affects I think it affects us disproportionately, yeah. honestly. I, I I agree. Because of our experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if you think about it like if you're neurodivergent or any sort of way on that scale, you have the unique worldview that comes with being neurodivergent. So you interpret different things different ways. And a lot of times neurodivergent people are way more confident in their identities than I think that neurotypical people are because they're like, I may not know a lot, but this one thing that I've researched to the nth degree, I know this and I know me and I'm confident in it. My sister has Asperger's. I know that it's kind of like a weird Okay. Uh, sometimes people don't like the term Asperger's, but that's what she, that's the term she gave me, so that's what I'm I using ju- it. I was just going to ask. Yeah, I mean, if she gave yeah. that to you, then that's her saying yeah. that it's Yeah, I know cool. that there are different there are differences in you know in different there there are many people on there's a spectrum of people on the spectrum that like to use different terms. For my yep. sister, she uses Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Anyways, she is very confident in herself, and she knows who she is. And she's very honest, extremely honest, because they don't have the whole, like, mm. the whole societal gauze where you have to be like, oh, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. She's like, fuck people's feelings. This is what I have to say. And, like, sometimes it gets her in trouble. Sometimes we've had fights, but it's just, like, she's honest. She she says what she's saying, and she doesn't have, like, you know, some sort of wishy-washy, like, I don't want to, like, hurt your feelings, or I don't want to, like, appear too abrasive. She's like, fuck that, this is me, you know? And I think, you know, people Mm -hmm. who are neurodivergent and who are non-binary are, I I admire you guys, like, that's amazing that you are so confident in yourselves, and you're just like, fuck y'all, this is me, I'm, you know, I am who I am, you know, get with it. I... And we can dedicate a whole episode to this if we want to talk more about it. But, it, you know, I I have borderline personality disorder. And part of that disorder is always feeling like you're not really sure 
who mm, you are. Yeah. And so then people really can use that to just invalidate you further and be like, but you don't really know who you are, do you? Like, fuck, <laughs> fuck you off. know what I mean? But it, to me, it's like, but, yeah, right. <laughs> like, but also, like, I don't yeah. have to in a way. Like, I would love to for myself. <laughs> like, of course. But, you know, yeah, I, I mean, we and we can dedicate a whole, a whole episode to, like, ways that people are, well, that's probably just going to keep being a recurring theme of, like, ways that we're made to feel invalid. Yeah within and without the lgbtqia plus community and yes call us the alphabet community we don't fucking care we'll keep adding letters every day just to spite you yes xyz i don't care (laughs) yes i love that you want to talk about a coming out oh yeah let's do that let's do that so yeah when did you know I mean, you can go from the very beginning, from when you knew you were queer, but when did you know that you were non-binary? Oh, oh my gosh. I think you and I figured it out around a, the similar, a similar time, if I remember correctly. But, gosh, I don't know. Like, I have always exhibited behaviors that, I mean, it's really not shocking. that It really should not be shocking anyway that I turned out the way that I did for anyone who has known me my whole life because, like, my politics just really make a lot of sense with who I am and my gender politics, I think, just make a lot. I think I make a lot of sense to myself. Maybe I make no sense to others. But even when I was a child, like, I was this kid that, that, swung widely between the two the two in quotes binary ends of of I don't know activity and manner of dress so like when I was really small I loved like Disney princesses and dressing up and wearing dresses but then I wanted to play with Hot Wheels and play in the mud so like things that are like typically associated with being a boy but then I was also a dancer and that's considered very girly and boys who get involved in dance are you know often made fun of and called gay whether they're gay or not and so I was in dance and doing that and every weekend I was at competitions wearing sparkly shit and lots of makeup but also at school but before Catholic school I was in you know camouflage and those zip off cargo pants and like hiking boots you know what I mean and converse I went through a big converse phase and I actually there's that joke that's like the two genders of emo converse emo and vans emo (laughs) I guess I'm trans because I'm now a vans emo because I used to work there but anyway yeah I don't know Um, my my whole life I've kind of been like that just I don't know as I got older uh, it's really interesting that my folks are so confused by it because they raised me on on music like the Rolling Stones and David Bowie and those people were notorious for like sharing clothing with their girlfriends wearing makeup having sex with each other mm-hmm. what you know and they they really respect those people as artists and as as artistic voices and pop culture icons like my folks love the stones my dad loves david bowie you know people like lou reed and iggy pop like 
you know, Lou and Iggy were still a little more masculine, but they still, like, wore makeup. They still hung out. Like, what? They were in that scene, Freddie Mercury, like, who, Bowie and Mercury, both victims of bi erasure, which we can also get into. But, you know, I just remember I had another friend who came out as non-binary and had made, like, a whole facebook post about what that meant to them and i was already i I had just moved to new york so for for our listeners i grew up in michigan in dearborn michigan but now live in brooklyn new york i moved here to go to drama school i've since graduated but i was in the middle of being in drama school and you know i i don't know i was just in a new place open to new ideas and a friend of mine from home though had made this Facebook post and I read through it and it was just one of those things where I was like oh my god I've felt like this my entire life and now somebody has put language to it and I hadn't read any queer theory I I just knew that maybe I was like pansexual or bisexual but I've only ever dated cis men Ugh, embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) but I was I just kind of read through it and some I don't know something clicked and I talked to my best friend about it and she said you know and this was the most affirming thing anybody's ever said to me regarding my gender and gender identity and expression was and she and I have known each other since my freshman year of high school so 11 years but at this time probably nine or so years she said you know in my head I had never assigned a gender to you and for somebody else who also grew up in you know catholic upbringing very binary everything she was just like I I had never assigned a gender to you inside my head. Like I did at the time, called you she because that's the language that we had. But I will now call you they, them if that's what you want to be called. Nice. And it was that easy. (laughs) It was that simple. Other people have been a struggle. But it was that simple. Uh, yeah I don't know that was really long-winded sorry no, it's all good it's your story <laughs> who cares it's our podcast they can turn it off if they don't like it or they can skip ahead <laughs> so I I realized I was queer very late I say late in life it's really not that late in life but it feels later considering that there are kids mm. who are five and knew that they were gay since they were five I did not. I yep. figured it out just because it was never like a. It was never even an option. Like I didn't. I didn't know a single gay person. The person. The only reason I knew about homosexuality was because I read the Bible and I was told that it was wrong. I was like, well, what does that mean? And they're like, when two guys are together. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Right. Forget about that or whatever. And then when I went to college, I only had gay friends and trans friends. I went to CCS <laughs> in Detroit. Yeah. Michigan, which is College for Creative Studies, so I went to an art school, I graduated with a BFA in illustration, and I only had queer or, you know, affirming friends, and and I figured out, I was like, all right, I think I'm queer, and then I unfortunately got married, and that was awful. This person was not affirming whatsoever, they were the exact opposite, and thank God I got out, I won't bore you with the details, it's just awful. 
Yes. So proud. <laughs> and yes. I'm now with a partner who is trans and he We stan <laughs> this person. He, he is absolutely lovely. His name's Ethan. And it was really hard for me to especially like getting out there in the dating scene before I met Ethan because I was just like, I am essentially a newly converted gay. I'm getting divorced. I've only been with cis men. Like, what? And I was like, I I want to exclusively either date women or trans people. I don't want to date any cis men mm. right now. And so I had met my partner when he identified as a lesbian. And I was just like, man, like, I just got to tell you all my shit before, like, we, you know, before anything happens. And he was like, all right. I was like, damn. That was, that was nice. <laughs> and I had previously met other people where they were like, you're messed up bad, <laughs> you know? So that, oh that really sucked, but it was really affirming to meet Ethan and to be embraced by him with all the different factors I had in my life. And then he figured out that he was trans while we were dating and I was 100% there for him because I was like, that's awesome. You're figuring yourself out. And, but like you too, I assigned myself girl because it I just I was assigned female at birth and it was just like okay whatever but like I always had this like fascination with fucking with gender or like you know what if I dress like mm -hmm. a guy and like I got like a girl like me you know like just stupid shit that you don't like like <laughs> how did you not know <laughs> It's just, yeah. uh, straightness was burned into my brain. I don't know, like, I liked, like, uh, he's now evil and off. He's not now evil. He was always evil, but I just now have realized it. But, like, I really, we yeah, I was really drawn to Jeffree Star. And I love the androgyny of the fact that he had masculine-ish features. But then he had, like, really pink hair. And he was just like, fuck everything. Yes. Like, fuck gender. Fuck fashion. Fuck any, I'm... I'm me, and, like, I identified with that sole part of him, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. I was just like, fuck, this guy's super cool. Like, I, I kind of, like, wish I could be like him, but I was like, I don't know how I could do that. So I just kind of, like, ignored it. And then I went to the Transgender Wellness Conference in Philadelphia, and on a whim, I went with a friend of mine to the non-binary conference that they were doing because, by the way, non-binary oh, wow. is part of the trans identity. Transgender just means that you are transitioning from the gender that you were assigned at birth to a different gender. So that can be a trans man, a trans girl, yes. or non-binary. We are the white part of the flag. And so I went to this conference and like you were saying, I was listening to these words and I was like, wow, I have never felt so seen. And I just broke down crying and I was just like, I think I'm non-binary. And the friend that was with me was like, I am so honored to be here with you, which was also super affirming because they were also wow. non-binary and they were more like, I think they had more of an inkling of that themselves, whereas I was just like, yeah, sure, I'll go, whatever. I don't, it's not, I was just like going because I was like, I don't know, I don't have anything to do. I've like, there's nothing else that interests me on like the docket for the day. So sure, I'll go with you. And then mm -hmm. I sat there and I was like, whoa. <laughs> this is crazy <laughs> that's amazing so i have been an out proud non-binary person for like like a year two years 
year and a half. Yeah, I don't know. Because something like that. <laughs> I think I think it was I think it was two years because I think I remember you texting yeah. me. Uh, and I was still living in Queens at the time. Um, I just recently moved to Brooklyn this this past uh, end of August. But I was living in Queens, and I think I remember you texting me being like, so I think I'm non-binary. And I was like, yes, good. Yeah, I think, I think too, I had, you know, told a bunch of my very close friends, and they all seemed to kind of be like, yeah yeah I remember you texted me you <laughs> like, texted yeah. me when you came out and you were like yo I think I'm on binary I was like yo I already knew <laughs> yes you did you totally did you're like I knew that. I knew that I was just waiting <laughs> for you to figure it's, it out that's so fun that's so funny too because like Oh, I wish uh, the the one thing that's funny about like the podcast medium is like I can't show y'all I mean I don't know. Follow my social yeah. media um, at Aladdin Firm on TikTok and Instagram. But uh, if you could see the evolution of this human being that I am, it's kind of funny because I think when M and I met each other, I looked like Junie B. Jones. You did. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it was big. I looked dead ass like Junie. B. Jones. I mean, brown hair, blunt cut bangs, and big purple glasses. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm what? Like, shaved head, leopard print, with red eyebrows. I love that. <laughs> I'm I'm that alternative bitch that I wanted to be when I was a teenager. I don't I know. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. I've been growing out of mullet because of Covidina, and I had a very nice bald fade, you know, really nice haircut or whatever. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna grow out a mullet. I yeah. why not? Everybody's everybody's doing a mullet, you know. We'll see where this goes. And I grew it out, and I grew about three inches in the past, like, I don't know how many months that we've been in quarantine. And um, and then I was like, All and then uh, I was supposed to get a tattoo in April and fly to the UK for it. And then I just got my airline refund, and I was like, fuck, I'm going to get extensions. I'm going to get, I'm going to have a hot yeah. girl mullet. And now I do, so... And that's the that's that's a thing. Yeah, I pre previous to Corona Land, I had kind of your typical like swoopy emo boy haircut, you know, real short, but with like the swoopy emo bangs and it was black. And honestly, I looked like a really hot little vampire mm-hmm. boy. I was really into that look, but a friend of mine had been pressuring me for like a year and a half. She was like bitch just shave it off you would look so bad you'd look so bad and so I I you know I had to fly home for a lot of lockdown because long story short my previous roommate had moved out because she had found a job and needed an apartment closer to her job and I was by myself in my queen's apartment and my family was like hell no you're gonna die out there by yourself they have so much faith in me (laughs) no I actually that would have been really scary so I flew home for six months and I was like you know what nobody's going anywhere if it looks terrible I can just grow it back out it's fine I just shaved it all off hell yeah and you look great I don't know oh thank you (laughs) it's so funny you were saying too about like (laughs) 
<laughs> you were saying too about like how did I not know that I was queer how did I not know that I was non-binary it's so funny because a few years ago I remember you were tank girl for Halloween mm -hmm. and then I drew inspiration from that and I've been tank girl I was tank girl my first year of acting school right before I discovered that I was non-binary and I was just tank girl again this past Halloween mm -hmm. um and I said to somebody you know yeah I just like really love like movies and comic book characters that are like hot girls with big weapons yes. and then I was like that is so queer coded <laughs> how did I not know how did I not know Hot girls with Dude, big yeah. weapons, like, blowing shit up. Like, that's the most queer-coded thing I can think of at this moment, you know? Yeah. And we all love them. Yeah. I was just, like, very much like, oh, my God, that girl is so pretty. I want to be her. I wanted to be under her. <laughs> like, it was just, like, <laughs> like, I was just, like, but, yeah, I was really attracted to, like, very powerful women. And I, I love the whole idea of, like, the Manic Pixie Girl where they were very desired and the guy wanted them. But the girl was like, I don't need you. Like, you're going to try and win yeah. me, bitch? Come on. Why, yeah. why do I need you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I wanted to be like that, and, so. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's why those characters kind of just stand the test of time because they are so relatable yeah. in a way. Even if they're really cartoonish, they're so relatable. Yeah, I mean, like, it, Tank Girl is more of a cult status kind of thing. She's more cult status. Oh, absolutely. A lot of people, yeah, you either really know who Tank Girl is or you don't um, or you've, like, never heard of her. But it's also because she's sort of like a punk icon as well. Yeah. Which... That's that's a whole topic we could get into, too, is, like, alternative cultures and how they were started by queer people more often than not. And then queer people have been erased from them. How did punk become so, like, white male-centric? Hmm. Crazy. It was often started what? That was, like, really heavily queer and really heavily black scene until... <laughs> white straight people stop doing that please you have everything yeah leave it alone just they're like a bad dog drop it <laughs> drop it <laughs> drop it <laughs> oh my god i love please. that oh man <laughs> let us have one thing drop it oh man i love uh... that well I think that was enough screaming for today thank you so much for <laughs> hanging out with us for listening to us uh, yell into your ear about non-binary, queer, alternative culture and how we are disrespected and how you should put some respect on our name. Yes, and how we're trying to put respect on, on y'all. Mm -hmm, for sure. Where can they find you, Aladdin, on the interwebs? You can find Aladdin Firm on Instagram, at Aladdin Firm, Twitter, which I don't use as much because I don't know how to Twitter. I don't know how to twit. And you can also find me on OnlyFans. Should we plug my OnlyFans? Absolutely. It's our podcast. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Shit, get That's some money fact. from this. <laughs> That's true. If you, if you want to see exactly what I mean by between the sex shop and the crematorium, follow my OnlyFans also at... Aladdin Firm. 
Hell yeah. You're on TikTok too, right? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. TikTok at Aladdin Firm. Wow. I have a lot of social media. It's all good. Get all the coverage you can. My name is M. Yeah. Short for Emily. I prefer M if anybody's going to refer to me, but my social medias are Emily Craig. Our Craig is spelled K R I E G, like the German word. I am on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I think that's it. And then my website yes, is www.emilycraig.com. You can order prints from me if you'd like. Yes, please buy and some soon art. And I will be open to the public yes. to stab you with beautiful art as well. So, anyways. <gasps> Yay, you are beautiful art. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, man, thanks all. Appreciate you listening to us scream into the void. You're welcome. Bye. Bye.